Welcome to Grow Well Podcast. I am so freaking glad that you're here. My name is Dusty Heggie, and I am your host. We're going to spend the next hour together. Sound good? Okay, great. On Grow Well Podcast, we talk about plant growth and human growth and the beautiful parallels between the two. And I know that that is by God's design. There's so much to learn within plant growth and human growth and how that can apply to our lives. And just the beauty of nature always inspires me and amazes me. And so today is a very, very special episode to me. One of my students, Hannah, from my Get Planty course comes on today and she shares her incredible story. The things that God has done in her life in the last year to two years or so have been equal parts heartbreaking and traumatic and and so hard, but God has really revealed His glory through it and has grown her as an incredible woman and a really inspiring friend and an amazing student within Get Plenty. The way that this episode happened was sort of serendipitous, like totally all got by God's design. I was thinking, oh, I should bring on a student to talk about their experience and within Get Plenty, but I was really worried it was going to come off as salesy and I didn't want to like use one of my students to sell more courses in a way that felt slimy. I do really want you guys to enroll in Get Plenty. And actually, at this very moment, you can enroll in Get Plenty course if you head to getplentycourse.com. Enrollment is only open for one week, and then the doors close until spring. But as I was praying about how I should go about asking the student to come on my podcast and really focus on their story and what God has done in their lives, and then a little bit about their experience going through the course, two students in particular came to mind. And I came to Instagram just out of habit, just opened up Instagram to, you know, hang out on Instagram. And one of my students had messaged me, and it was Hannah, and she said, hey, I had this thought. What if you had a student come on and share about their experience within Get Plenty? And she was one of the students I had had in mind to share their experience. So God really brought this episode together in a beautiful way. And for that reason, I know you are going to really enjoy the things that Hannah shares with us and the conversation that we have. It's truly a treat. And we kind of share some of that story later on, but I hope you enjoy it. Okay, let's dive into this incredible conversation. So my name is Hannah Underwood and I live in tiny little mountain town in Virginia. Like literally, we don't even have a Starbucks. <laughs> nice. Which is bad. <laughs> and I live here with my husband. We got married about a year or so ago. So that's been super fun. We've just been loving married life. It's been awesome. Good. Um, and then I so I do admin work for a nonprofit. So I work from home. Um, but then on top of that, I do I manage my Instagram page called Purely Joy Food where I share like, just like simple, quick and easy recipes, um, mm-hmm. like health tips and like holistic health and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like so often people make like eating healthy as like, it seems so hard or so overwhelming. Cause there's like so much stuff out there. Like you should be doing yeah. this. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing this. Um, and so my big passion is just like getting people back in the kitchen. Um, and like sharing just like you, most of my recipes are like five ingredients or less and they take like minutes. Um, so that's, that's super fun. I've been doing that for about, about two years now. My goal is to become a health coach. So I'm kind of like looking into different health coaching programs. I haven't settled on one yet, but yeah, that's so cool. You, um, mentioned too, like you have five siblings, right? 
I do. Yeah. So I'm the youngest of five siblings. That's cool. I'm the second oldest of six siblings. Oh, well, yeah, I have six siblings. My parents also, like your story, divorced, um, and then my parents remarried. Okay. And uh, so I have like half siblings and step siblings and, and like one like full biological sibling, but we all grew up so close knit together and they may as well all be like biological siblings. So I'm definitely one of seven, eight. I'm one of eight. It depends on which side of the family I'm in. You follow. So like in one set of parents, I'm one of five and one set of parent, I'm one of four, but I have seven or I have six siblings. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So <laughs> my dad is actually remarried. So I have two stepbrothers. Tell us a little bit about your last, like what year and a half, two years have been, you've had a lot of life changing stuff happen. Yeah, definitely. So like I mentioned, I got married last mm-hmm. August. That in and of itself was like kind of a whirlwind because my husband and I were actually living we were living in Charlotte. We moved there for a job opportunity, which like didn't really work out. Um, it was kind of like a trial period. So we moved back and I was planning a wedding. All of that happened. Um, but through like everything that, that was going on, um, we had some, some things going on with my brother. He struggled with a lot of just like mental health issues, which is like now like really dear to my heart based off of like what he struggled with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like he, he had been struggling with these things for over like 10 years, I feel like, but like diagnosed, he struggled with schizophrenia was like the main, the main issue. And he was in and out of the hospital a couple of times. Um, And then he passed away kind of tried like tragically and like out of surprise in April of this year. Wow. Okay. So that was just a huge hit to all of us because I feel like in some ways, I feel like in some ways kind of like God was preparing our hearts for losing him. Like, I don't know if that sounds weird, but yeah, no, that makes sense. Mm Kind of like, I feel like the year leading up to that, we kind of could see him like slipping away and it was actually really tragic. It happened. Like we found out on my on my sister's birthday and like two days before mine. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, Um, that would be so, I can't even imagine. And it's, it's like something that I, like I've lost like a grandparent, you know, or I've had friends lost a grandparent, but never like, just like growing up, especially in such a big family, like you, you never think about losing one of your siblings, especially not before one of your parents, you know? Right. Yeah. So I always tell people, I'm like, I feel like this has been like the best year of my life because I like the first year being married and it's been amazing. And that was just like a huge dream of mine. And then also it's like been the worst year of my life because we lost my brother very tragically and unexpectedly. Yeah. How did you feel about losing your brother? Like, what was your response? So I feel like I, I had like mixed feelings. Um, in some ways I was, I was like, actually, so I found out I was having dinner with a friend that I had met. I knew her through Instagram. And so we met at dinner and then my dad called me and, and told me like literally while I was at dinner, it was actually like so cool to see how like this person that didn't, I mean, we talked on Instagram and stuff. We weren't super close, but 
how like God was able to use her like in that moment. And just like, literally like our friendship went to the whole next level. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I was in shock for a while. Understandable. Yeah. Just like, it just seems surreal. And just like, you'd think about like, it's like, think about it and then be like, oh, right. He's like not here anymore. But in the midst of all that, I feel like a lot of us felt a lot of peace about it as well, because he had been struggling for so long. We had tried, you know, everybody had tried to help him in so many different ways. And I was actually really, really blessed that like my last memory with him, I was actually helping him meal prep, which was really cool. So I was like, that's like my thing is cooking healthy meals. Yeah. And he had called me and he was like, Hey, I'm trying to cook healthier meals. And I know it's like your thing. Can you help me out? And so I met him at my parents' house. Mm -hmm. That was the last time that we spent together. And I felt like I didn't have any regrets. I didn't have any guilt. I felt like, especially when someone commits suicide, which is what happened. Yeah. I was going to ask if that's what was going on. Well, pretty much. Um, he went missing for like a couple weeks, honestly. And then he, he was found. So we don't really know exactly what happened, but that's like it's the most logical, yeah. Yeah, logical explanation. So like a lot of times when that happens, you always tend to think about like, I should have done this and I should have done this. And but I feel like my heart was like at peace knowing that like I did everything I could. And like, I have that really special memory with him. So that was, that was really cool. Like, yeah. That's really yeah. cool to see how God has really just protected your heart and then put people in your life to, to help you do that well. Yeah, definitely. So it's, it's definitely going to be, you know, like this is the first holiday season that we're coming into without him. Yeah. It's, it's different. You know, it's, it's, I feel like some days are some days I don't like think about it as much. And then some days it just like hits me out of nowhere. But I feel like I do always like hold to that fact of knowing that like he's not he's not suffering anymore. He's not in pain anymore. He's not being tormented by all the voices that were in his head. And somebody told I don't remember, it was like a family friend, they told us this analogy and they were like, Imagine like if you have a nightmare and you wake up from it and then you're like, Oh, it's okay, like it was just a bad dream. And they were like, That's kinda like how it is for him now because he's in yeah yeah and I was like wow that's actually like a really really cool way to think about it yeah that is a good way to think about it moving forward like as because that was a year ago right um no that actually happened in April happened this year okay so that was not long ago at all it was just spring yeah so in the last like few months I mean allowing yourself to grieve and to like go through that process what has that looked like Yeah. So it's been interesting. I feel like, um, the first, you know, like there's everybody processes grief differently. And what was interesting for me is like, I'm a very extroverted person. I love meeting new people, love people. And, but I felt like I almost like took this side of like, I just literally didn't have the energy, Mm -hmm. um, emotionally or mentally. A lot of days just wanted to, like, like I was telling you, like, watch Netflix or sleep in or, you know. Yeah. Just like allowing yourself to kind of hole up for a while. Yeah. Because 
grieving is like a lot on your body emotionally, but like physically, it takes like a big toll. Like grief, stress, it's like affects us so much. Something super thankful for. This may seem like silly and trivial, but my husband this summer found these paddle boards that we've been wanting to get forever. And I felt like those moments when like we were out paddle boarding together, I was like, wow, like I actually feel happy for the first time all summer. And I think one thing that has been that I've kind of been processing and thinking through is, you know, I feel like so often we, we think of like times in life that are like really, really happy. And then times in life that are really sad. But what I've experienced in the past year since April is that, you know, you can have these like really horrible, tragic moments, but at the same time, there's still joy and beauty and happiness that can be found in, in that. Mm -hmm. And so kind of seeing like how those things have meshed together. Yeah. And yeah, it's been a really interesting experience. Um, because I, you know, never experienced like grief or loss in that level, but also like it's been like that part of this year has been really hard, but also seeing like this is the first year that I've been married and seeing like how my relationship with my husband has grown through that. And yeah, just I just have to give a shout out to him because he has been so amazing. Just literally like been there and anytime I needed him, like anytime yeah. like a mess and crying and he's just been there through all of that. But he's also like encouraged me to, you know, still, still enjoy life. I think it's so easy that like when you're grieving, you just like, you don't feel like doing anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even just like for me, a big healing thing is getting out in God's creation. I always, I grew up playing outside. We grew up we were homeschooled for a portion of our life. I was homeschooled up until seventh grade. And so we would we would take our homework and just do it outside. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do that. I mean, I went to public school, but I would still do my homework outside. I would sit on our front porch and do it because I just wanted to be outside. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Like it's also neat to see there's so much science coming to back how good it is for you to be outside. Mm-hmm. It's just really, yeah, it's incredible. I think it's also pretty cool. It makes me think of, there's a Daniel Tiger song. My kids are toddlers, so there's a lot of Daniel Tiger in here. Actually, yesterday we watched, um, I can't remember, the first episode to a drama, and it was like a very emotional, one of the main characters' wives dies in the first episode. It was just like a really heavy, heavy episode. And Brian was like, do you want to watch another one? Do you want to watch something else? Or do you want to go to bed? And my husband was like, can we can we just watch something really light and then go to bed? Like maybe Daniel Tiger, and then we'll go to bed. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> He's like, I just need to see that there's a happiness in the world. And I was like, okay, we'll watch Daniel Tiger. Um, but it makes me think there's an episode in Daniel Tiger where he talks about you can feel two feelings at the same time. Um, and it sounds tacky and dumb because it's a kid's show. But there's like so much power in just allowing yourself to be, to experience both incredible happiness and incredible sorrow butted up right next to each other. Yeah. And I think that's like something that I've been learning because I feel like, you, it's not something that we normally experience a lot in life. Like no. it's a, like really high highs and like really low lows. But I think like allowing yourself to experience that and saying like, it's okay for me to still be happy and have like moments of joy, even though this is a really tragic time. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're like grieving wrong or that you're doing happy wrong. It's just how we are. 
Yes, yes. Because I think like it was almost like I felt like at first if I was like doing something that was fun or I was happy and I was like, oh, but I'm like supposed to be really sad right now because this is really mm-hmm. hard. Um, but it was like something that my sister and I had talked about too a lot. Well, one of my sisters, so I have two older sisters. Yeah. And yeah, she was like, you know, it is really crazy. Like throughout all of this, like I still see like all these good things in my life and all these ways that God's like showing up for both of us. And she's like, it, you know, it seems weird to like, it does seem weird to be like, ha- be really happy. So yeah, that's definitely been interesting learning about that. Mm-hmm. And I love that you tied in Daniel Tiger because my nephews love <laughs> so much. I mean, it's kind of the best. So your nephew has good taste. <laughs> you should go watch some Daniel Tiger. You should. <laughs> you can feel two feelings at the same time and that's okay. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's really incredible. I'm proud of you for being able to talk of it talk about it. Like it takes a lot of intentionality to like grieve in a way that doesn't destroy yourself. Like it takes a lot of intentionality on your part. Like a lot of that is God's gift. And as a lot of that is God providing you with the right resources. But I firmly believe he does that for all of us. It just comes in different ways. So doing our very best to try and take hold of the good things that he's given you and, and highlight those that takes a lot of courage. Like that's really hard in that season of life. Yeah. And I would say Probably the number one thing that has helped me is journaling, but not even like, so I'm not like, some people get up, will like get up and journal pages upon pages. My sister does that. And I'm just like, oh, it's great. I'm so glad it works for you. But I like sit down and journal. And I'm like, I don't know what I want to write about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, I, I try to do this every morning. Don't always remember, but um, I get up and I'll write down just three things that I'm thankful for. And I think that really, like, it just sets the mood for the day. Not a morning person at all. And I'm actually, like, super grumpy in the mornings. Same. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I do try to get up and, like, make him breakfast and stuff. He gets up very early for work. And I'll just, like, try to put on a smile. If I had it my way, I would would stay up late and sleep in every day. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think that's another thing that's like really helped me is, is journaling those three things, because no matter what happens through the day, no matter like what emotions I'm feeling through grieving, I can think about those three things I wrote down in my journal or even go back and like open it up and look at it and be like, these are three things that like God has given me today to be thankful for. Yeah. Uh, and then I try to at night write down three more things. So you're kind of like changing your mindset. So if your day has been really stressful or work has been really hard. That's smart. Yeah. Like if you're a mom and your kids are driving you crazy, um, not a mom yet, but one day I will be. So, and they'll drive you crazy one day too. <laughs> I will love them. I'm, I know they'll drive me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah um, that's been really cool. And I actually even, you can use any journal, anything like you can just get like a notebook. From Walmart or something. I got this journal off of Amazon. It's called the five minute journal. Mm-hmm. And so in the morning it has you write down, it has like a couple more journal prompts besides just like what you're grateful for, but I'll have like write three things you're grateful for. And then I'll say like, write like what can make today great. So like something that you want to accomplish to the day. And then it has you write like a positive saying about yourself. Like um, an affirmation kind of concept. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So write like your, your self affirmation, because I think especially when you're grieving and 
and you're feeling all those negative emotions, it can also be really easy to get down on yourself um, because you're feeling depressed and sad. Writing, you know, something positive like I'm beautiful or I'm strong or I'm right where I'm meant to be. Those are those are some of my favorite ones. And then you can think about those during the day. Um, And then at night, it'll have you write, you know, three things that were great about the day. And then what could I do? What could I have done to make today better? So you kind of look like reflect on your day. And I'm like, well, you know, I probably could have drank more water or, you know, it could be like little simple things or kind of like whatever you want to put there. Yeah. Yeah. And it really does only take five minutes. I've timed it. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That's really cool. I've seen those journals before. I had one that was like, um, it was by, I think it's by the same company, but they do like a three-year journal and you write down, like you answer like a couple prompts for each day and you answer the same prompts each day of the year. So there's like one prompt for all every day of the year. And then you answer, it's like a one or two word answer typically. It's like really brief. And I think it's by the same people who do the five minute journal. That's really cool though. I really, really like it. Especially huge into journaling. But I feel like just even just that little bit of writing down three mm-hmm. things. And I, I got the original idea. I don't know if you've ever read A Thousand Blessings. Mm-mm, no. I highly recommend it. Even if you're not like grieving or going through anything, he has a really tragic story about how she lost her daughter and how um, her whole story of just how she is how she came up with the idea of A Thousand Blessings is just writing down three blessings for the day and kind of like how that pulled her through her really tough times. Yeah, that's really incredible. The cool thing about journaling is that it forces us to be intentional in an otherwise unintentional season of life. Like it forces us to like be really thoughtful and to pay attention. Um, even if you're just writing down the crappy things, it still forces you to like think through them and like put words to those emotions and feelings. Like it's pretty powerful. I, I am a big journal. I stopped for a season, but I've been doing it again. I started journaling like since I can write. I have journals from when I was like seven and six. I was intense about it. I remember I used to like dream and wish that my journals would one day be published after I died. It was very glamorous in my mind. (laughs) I journaled growing up, but I feel like it was more of like, this is something we have to do for school. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Because then it's an assignment and it's not a fun thing. That kind of like took the fun out of it. So then when I was like, oh, wow, I don't have to journal anymore. So I'm not going to. This is great. (laughs) This is great. Yeah, that makes sense. Another really key part of your story, especially in the last couple of years, is how you have intentionally picked things to do for fun. Like you talked about the paddleboarding and you're a student in Get Planty. Like you have intentionally picked things that you knew were going to like feel some really good hobbies in you and create a lot of passion and fun in your life. Can you maybe talk to me, talk me through how those things have been a really good tool for growth and just what that's looked like in your life? Sure. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's so important to have something that you do just for you. I think recently that's why I got into plants so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And you are all in with the plants. (laughs) My friend, it's just like, I feel like you have like, okay, so you have like an aloe vera plant and then overnight you have like, just like blew up. And she was like, I'm just going to call you the crazy plant lady. And I was like, that's okay. That sounds great. That is a badge of honor, my friend. That is a badge of honor. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, my whole plants, like we grew grew up having a garden, but we Mm -hmm. never had indoor plants 
earlier this year, my mother-in-law gave me an aloe vera plant and I was like, this is great. Like I've been wanting to get one and she gave it to me in March and I kept it alive like all through the summer. And I was like, Hey, maybe I should get some more plants. And so when my husband and I got back from our anniversary trip to Colorado, I was like, let's go to Lowe's. We got some plants, like maybe a couple. Um, and I did like all this research on like the best. This was like, even before I found your website and everything, mm-hmm. and I was looking like the best, easy like indoor house plants or like houses like house plants to clean the air and I didn't find any of them at Lowe's but that were on the list but yeah I'm sure home with like five plants and um and then the next day I was like man there's that other plant that I really liked and I just I was like just kept wanting to get more plants and then I was like okay I should probably like lay off on buying more plants so I can actually figure out how to keep these alive mm-hmm and then that's when one of my friends referred me to your Instagram. She's like, hey, you would probably really love this girl's Instagram. She's like super into plants. And then that's how I found out about your course. And I was like, you know what? I should totally do this because I'm loving taking care of plants. It's bringing me so much joy in my life right now. And like, why not learn how to keep them alive? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like work on, and I love the aspect, like the aspects that you tie in as far as like self growth and crediting the creator and everything. And I think that's so important. So, and I love that it's self paced because I still haven't finished it yet, but every like episode that I do is, is so great. My husband kind of makes fun of me for it. He'll be like, oh. <laughs> that's funny. Well, he did give you a planty background in this recording. So, I mean, <laughs> he clearly likes it enough to give you a plant background. Or likes you enough. He actually told me the other day, he was like, you know, I can just feel the air. It's like so much cleaner in our house. Just so nice and so cozy. Okay, it must be the plants. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so glad. It's cool how just bringing a little piece of nature in our homes, like, changes changes everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm huge, Like I mentioned before, I'm huge into doing stuff outside. So, like, over the summer, I will go paddleboarding and hiking and that's just like a huge way for me to connect with God out in nature. And also just like, I just like feel myself when I'm outside. Like mm-hmm. If I get paid to go hiking, I mean, that'd be like a dream. <laughs> I mean, you could, it's called a park ranger. True. I have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a piece when you do, when you do health coaching, hiking can be a piece of that. Yes. So I think that kind of all ties into you know, there's certain things that we have to get done. And, and sometimes we don't always love, love our jobs. Sometimes you have to work a job that you need yeah. to make money and, and support your family and stuff. But like having something that's like just for you is something that like I've learned, I feel like more so in the past year, because I feel like a lot of my hobbies have been, I'm such a people person and quality time is like my top love language. And so anytime it's like a hobby, I'm always wanting to do it with someone. Right. And so I feel like until this year, I hadn't really like even dove into having something that I was like, this is like just for me. And it's actually, it's really cool. That is really cool. I would love to hear why you felt like investing in the course was a good idea when you could have like Googled a ton of stuff. Yeah. So first off, you can spend hours on Google. And I will tell you right now, <laughs> you 
will tell you something different. <laughs> yep, they all for sure will. <laughs> They're all different. And I remember specifically, I was I have an asparagus fern, and I was like, figure out, I was like, why? Like it's yellowing, but then like it's like dropping some leaves, but it still like kind of seems happy. And so I'd like Google for like I would literally would lay in bed and like Google be on Google for like hours, like two mm-hmm. hours. And I'd be like, okay, so maybe this is what I need to do. And then I would try that. And then I'd do something else. And then I'd Google the next day. And I was like, well, this person is saying something completely different. So I think what I love about your course is it dives into, like, like you, go, you talk about the anatomy of plants. You talk about their Latin names and, like, how that helps you learn about what care they need. Yeah. And it really goes back to the basics. And it's, it's all together. So... I would rather sit there and listen to a course that's going to give me tools to help with like all of my different plants, as opposed to, Hey, let me spend hours on Google. And I mean, yes, you probably could find the answer. You probably could find the information, but I feel like it's so hard because everybody's houses is different. Mm-hmm. Like I learned. And so one person may say like, Oh, well it needs more light and humidity. But then like, your house may be way more humid than theirs is humidity or whatever. And then it totally doesn't work out. So I love that everything is just concise and like to the point. Good. That's I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I think a good way to, and I had never really thought about talking about it in that way, but I think a good way to explain that outside of the world of plants is you can cook by just reading a ton of recipes or you can learn the basics of, how to cook, like how fat reacts with food and how to properly boil an egg. And like, just, you can learn the science of cooking and then you'll be able to adapt that to any recipe you come across and you'll be able to have some good, like baking and cooking instincts, as opposed to if you just read every single recipe and follow the instructions, if you read recipes and follow the instructions, you'll learn a lot. Like you'll improve your skills, but not nearly as much as if you like come back for a second and learn about like the science behind it. And the same is true for get plenty. I'm glad that you're getting that from taking the course. Cause that was my hope was that it would bring people back way back to like how a plant grows so that we can facilitate like really good growth in plants. Yes, definitely. I think it's so important to go back to the basics. And I love that you threw in cooking. Cooking is my thing. Me too. That's the thing that I usually do outside of work is cook. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So like even just like learning the basics, it seems so simple, but you know, like learn so much more in spending like in a, I feel like in like a six minute class of yours, then like I, I could spend like an hour trying to read about it on Google and people are going to share like all these really, really complex things. But I think my favorite thing about your course is like, just like the simplicity of it. And like, especially when you're like troubleshooting a plant or trying to figure out what's wrong with it, like coming to a slow conclusion and like, like check this first and check this and check that. So people have kind of like a checklist to go down. Mm-hmm. Like so much like information in your face. Yeah. Oh, good. Ah, that makes me so happy. You are one of the star students, Hannah. Even <sighs> if you haven't finished, it's really cool to see you like implement things step by step and like take the time to really learn the material and then implement what you're learning. It's pretty rad. You're doing a great job. I love it. I, love it. I talk about it to everybody. I know. Thank you. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy. Like, how do you know, like how to take care of plants? I'm like, well, so I'm taking this course and they're like, what? 
plant course? And I'm like, yes, it's awesome. <laughs> Whenever I tell people, they'll ask me what my job is. And I'm like, well, I teach people how to keep their plants alive. And they look at me like, all right, then. And then I like go on and explain. And then they're like, oh, wait, I want that. Wait, can you come to my house and teach me how to do X, Y, Z? Like, and I've done like in-home workshops because of conversations of like somebody 10, 15 years older than me looking at me like I'm a crazy person because I'm like a millennial teaching people how to keep their plants alive. <laughs> but it, God has opened some really fun doors. I think it's really cool to see how this hobby can be a really, really cool tool for like not just personal growth and beauty and coziness in our home, which are also valuable. But when we want to, we can use that as a like space to grow in community. Like you and I have met because of this, because of plants, you and I are sitting here talking to each other. Like, it's just been really cool to see how relationships can be built and community can really grow and just be like facilitated in that way. Yes, definitely. I get all I'm, riled up about it. No, I was just telling you the other day, I was like, I literally want to buy a plane ticket to go and have coffee with Dusty in real life. <laughs> My dream is to someday host like mini um, retreats. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what God does with that. But yeah, for the retreats, let me know. Yeah. I would love it. Eventually I want to go in to teach more business stuff. Um, and so I, what I want to bring together the like plants piece and the business piece, it's going to be the best. Can you, do you have any, since we're here talking in person, do you have any like houseplant questions I can answer? My biggest question is kind of like a question for that. Like a lot of my friends have been asking mm -hmm, Yeah, ask you for them and they can hear it when they listen to this podcast. That's <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess my question, like, I know you have your house plan quiz. What would you say you're like number one or like number one and two, like beginner house plant would be and like what, why basically? Yeah. Yeah. So first I would love to direct people to the quiz because chances are they're going to get one of these two results when I take the quiz if they're looking for beginners. So it's just that dustyheggy.com slash quiz. It's like four questions. It's super fun. Who doesn't love a good quiz, right? Um, but my top two suggestions, well, let me back it up a second further. First, I think to important thing to realize is that term beginner plant is very, um, vague because the growing conditions within my own home are going to be vastly different from the growing conditions of your home or a friend's home. Even if you're in the same city, those growing conditions are going to vary, let alone different states or different countries. So that's something to keep in mind that beginner is um, just because somebody says beginner or easy or hard to kill um, doesn't actually mean that's just them trying to sell that plant to you. Like at the end of the day, you do need to know some basics of how a plant works in order to care for it well. That said, the two plants that I typically use as gifts to people because they're so adaptable. So I think that's a good a better frame of mind to have here rather than like a beginner plant, have a very adaptable plant that will adapt well to lots of growing conditions. Um, and the very first one is a pothos also called a devil's Ivy. It is my super top favorite. A couple episodes back. I don't remember the episode number right now, but I'll link it in the show notes. I have a podcast episode with like pothos care and a really thorough like blog post attached to that for people. But pothos are one of my favorites because in their native environment, they grow big giant split leaves um, similar to like a Monstera Deliciosa, the common name is a Swiss cheese plant and they grow these huge leaves. But in our homes, they grow like small, much smaller leaves and they grow usually as a hanging plant and they're really, really beautiful. They're like the most common plant you see at like bars because they do really well with lower levels of light. Um, and then the second one I usually suggest as a very adaptable plant or adaptive plant is a snake plant. Any variety, 
of a snake plant because they do really well. They would prefer lots and lots of light. They would prefer like as much light as you can give that baby, but they're often labeled as a low light and sometimes no light plant, which is not true. All plants need light. That's how they live. (laughs) That'd be like saying sometimes people don't need food. That would be insane. (laughs) But snake plants are a really, really good option because they do adapt well in a low light situation or in a high light situation. And we talk about it a whole ton in the course, but adjusting our expectations of how that plant will grow is a key piece to not feel discouraged. But all that to say, pothos and snake plants are the ones I typically suggest. And if I'm giving a gift to a person, I usually give them those plants because I know that they're probably going to adapt well to their homes. Yes. Okay. I have a mouthful about it, apparently. (laughs) I find it so funny that, um, and even I thought this too, like starting out, I was like, oh, I should get some succulents. They seem so easy to Mm. do. It's all a trick. They're lying to you. Yeah. Succulents are great. And I want to do a whole like episode with my soapbox on succulents um, because a lot of plants are succulent, but not this. When we say succulents, we think of a couple of different cultivars or not cultivars, a couple different genus of plants like an echeveria. And there are a bunch of others that we think of with those plump, juicy little leaves. Um, and they, and like aloe is a genus of succulent or is a succulent genus. And we dive deep into what succulent means in the course, but you're right, Hannah. They're not... They're not as easy as Lowe's would like us to believe. Oh, I got this like really cute, like Rosetta looking. Mm -hmm. Of course, it like wasn't labeled. It didn't have the name on it. Because they Uh, never do. And I was so stoked for it. And it it died within like a week. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. And it has to do with like not having enough light and with not having ample drainage. And like our homes are just not meant for a desert plant <laughs> most of the time. You can you can be really intentional and a lot of people do grow really beautiful succulents. I actually, on my windowsill, have a couple of succulents that do better in lower levels of light and I just water maybe two to three times a year and they're doing great. So it's about picking the right kind of succulent and knowing a whole lot about how to grow them well, but it's not like a guaranteed success. Yeah, and I think too, something that I <clears throat> want to point out is like you have... Um, and one of your, one of your courses, you talk about like how to pick a plant well, Yeah, because a lot of times people will, and I've done this too, like you go to Lowe's or Home Depot or wherever, and you're like, oh, this is on sale. This is so great. Like I'm going to get it. But a lot of times it's on sale because it's not doing well and it's healthy. And I think that was the issue with the succulent that I got, like it, the dirt was sopping wet. So it had already been overwatered. Yeah. I overwatered it, I'm sure, because I just want to love on my plants. Right, yeah. We just want to love them. Yeah, yeah. So that's something important, too. I actually have a dragon tree, or I think it's also called a Dracaena marginata. Mm-hmm. And it, that thing, I, I'm so, I'm so done with it. Oh, no. Like, I'm about to just, like, throw this in the woods. I know that seems drastic. No, nope, I, I don't think that's drastic. That makes sense. I take care of this thing. For two months and it's just like slowly dying and every time I look at it my heart gets really sad <laughs> oh no post some pictures of it in our Facebook group and I'll help you yeah see guys this is why you need to take Dusty's class yes yeah and actually at the time this recording goes live the cart is open for people to enroll and so that how to pick out a plant module is in the like free trial. So it's in that first module. So you could sample that module for free and see if you think it's going to be a good fit for you. Um, and you can do that at getplantycourse.com. Yes, that's how I got sold on it. 
The free and trial? Yeah, it's That's good. That makes me happy. Yeah, I also did your, uh, your house, stop killing your house plant challenge. Mm-hmm. Or, and then they did that. And then I was like, wow, there's like all these other things that I could be learning. So. Yeah, good. Yeah. And I'll have that challenge live too. It'll probably go live before the time of this recording, but still people can enroll in the free challenge. And I'll put all the links to that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. The challenge was really fun. I had a lot of fun making that challenge because I wanted to pack as much information as I could in there without making the people who have invested in the course. Cause you can't possibly fit five weeks of content into three short lessons. Like that's just not going to ever happen. But I still wanted it to be like, even if people aren't in a time in their life where they can invest $75 in a houseplant course, cause that is an extra, like we don't need that. I recognize that it's like a fun purchase. Um, but I still wanted people to feel equipped and have fun in the process, even if they couldn't really, really dive deep into the content yet. So that's the houseplant challenge. It's called stop killing your houseplants challenge. All sassy at the end. Um, and it's really fun. It's also really nice. I love the payment plan that you have for the class. So that's what I did. Cause I was like, wow, $75 just seems like so much. But then I was breaking it down and I was like, you know, this is something that like people invest in their hobbies. So like, yeah, invest in the hobby and something that I'm loving right now. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. We have a monthly payment plan for three payments of 26 instead of doing the whole 75 up front. Um, Somebody once, somebody pointed out to me and I hadn't even thought about it. I'm so grateful. I have such like, you guys are all so great. You guys are the best planty community a girl could ask for. But, um, somebody was like, well, it's kind of like buying a houseplant book, but you're actually going to finish this one. Most people buy, I have so many houseplant books. I have not even read yet. Like they just sit there unread, but this course, like you'll get email reminders every week. And there's like a really active community, um, to just kind of help keep you accountable. So you'll actually finish just to get to meet really cool people uh yeah like me and like hannah (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you for being on here i wanted to see ask my favorite way to wrap up the show is by um asking one thing that you're so super happy about like it can be just the most random thing doesn't matter no limits here well i'm gonna give you three because three (gasps) whoa favorite and okay my best friend and i i'm just gonna throw this out there because it's a fun fact. We have been friends for 24 years. Wow. I was two when she was born. And like my earliest memory was my dad saying like, oh, do you want to hold baby Abby? I'm like, what? Yeah. I probably- That's so cute. Oh my goodness. Anyways, random fun fact about me. So first off, coffee. I'm obsessed with coffee. And my husband told me at one point, this is when we were dating. He's like, I don't think I've met anybody who loves something as much as you love coffee. That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> um, I worked at Starbucks for three and a half years, and then I had a good friend that was a coffee roaster, so I got some roast coffee with him, and that was really cool. That is awesome, yeah. Just the smell of coffee in the morning and just, like, holding your warm cup of coffee. No, you know. Yeah, after we're done talking, I'm going to go make my second cup of coffee. <laughs> Drinking mine right now, so. Yes. <laughs> also... Any, like anything outside, like hiking, it's so much fun. And I just, I just feel so happy. And puppy snuggles. Do you have a puppy? Um, no, I don't. I Oh, it's just something that you like. <laughs> so, I mean, who doesn't love puppy snuggles? Puppy. I, it's kind of funny. Anytime we go hiking, like when we start the hike, my husband's like, okay, so are you going to pet like every single dog today? And I'm like, yep, I am. 
<laughs> this is why I'm on the hike. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> is for the puppies. Um, I will say though, just a little disclaimer: ask people before you pet their dog. Don't just random. That feels good. Like a good, wise thing to do. Some dogs are not super friendly or they're not used to that. So just throwing that mm-hmm. out to do But I absolutely love corgis and I want one so bad. Fine. Like little foxes. They do look kind of like little foxes. I never thought of that. We actually, we go to our humane society probably like once a month just so that I can go and pet dogs and snuggle them. And it's like, it's funny because I feel like it's like, catch me too because we go and I'm like really happy and I love playing with the dogs and then we leave and I'm like so sad and I'm like I just want to give all these dogs a home yeah yeah I have a friend she's actually my photographer who volunteers like at a local animal shelter that could be fun I've totally thought about thought about doing that I just don't want to have the time right now but I'm also like but later later I adopt every single dog so it's trouble <laughs> yeah I think that's the struggle my friend also faces. <laughs> well, thank you for being on, Hannah. I'm so grateful that you that – it's actually a cool story. So I was wanting to bring Hannah on the podcast, but I didn't want to just, like, come to her and say, Hannah, like, can you please talk up my course for me, and I'm not going to pay you or anything. You just have to tell me how great I am. Like, that's an awkward conversation to have with, like, a student. But also, like, Hannah, I've already seen Hannah have such big success and seen her grow as a person. And, like, I was like, this is the person I want people to hear from, from a, somebody to talk about Get Plenty that isn't just me all day because I'm about to talk about it a whole bunch. Um, and then I was praying about it and thinking about like, how can I ask her in a way that isn't like creepy and like taking advantage of that friendship that we've been building. And then I open up Instagram to like try and compose a message here. And I, uh, she had messaged me already and was like, Hey Dusty. So I have this weird idea. You can totally disregard it if you don't want to do it, but can I please be in your podcast? And I was like, yes, God met this to thee. I said a student. I didn't necessarily mean me, but I was like, Oh, you're right. Yes. You said a student. Yes. Yeah. In my mind, I was like, yep, this is perfect. It was funny because like in my mind, I was like, man, it would be kind of cool to be on her podcast. I've never been on a podcast before, but then I also didn't want to be like, hey, have me on your podcast. Like, hey, pick me. I'm clearly awesome. Like, we have some of your students on your podcast to talk about your course. Yes. And I hope to interview some more students because there are a couple of other students who are really excelling. And I just want to showcase all the incredible success you guys are having because I'm so proud of you guys. I feel like a proud little plant mom. I'm so happy. You guys have all done so good. Okay. How can people find you and connect with you? What was your Instagram man? Purely Joy Food? Yeah. So it's Purely Joy Food. Um, I also have a page on Facebook. So same thing, Purely Joy Food. Um, Okay. The more active... I do share on Facebook just for people who are on Facebook. I'm definitely more active on my Instagram. So mm-hmm. check me out if you want to learn about just like holistic health, simple things you can do. I usually try to share a couple health tips and I try to share at least like one new recipe a week. Um, and then like yeah. the things that I'm loving. So yeah. And I'll put a link to her Instagram in um, right in the show notes for you guys. It's going to be a resource heavy show notes. So many links. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for having me. This has been so good. Thank you so much. I'm so happy you're here. I just wish I could be there in person. Someday. Someday. I already have a friend who wants to come to Washington with me. So That's because Washington is the best of all the states. I've only been to a very few of them, but I'm just already decided. 
Washington is amazing. Wasn't that such an incredible conversation with Hannah? I really enjoyed it. I love being able to chat nature and personal growth and how God is using the two to benefit each other. Like it's just really incredible and it's really inspiring to me. Get Plenty Course is open for enrollment at this very second. You can find a direct link in the show notes or head to getplentycourse.com to enroll. Enrollment is $75 or like Hannah mentioned earlier, there is a payment plan available to make it so super easy for you to take advantage of all the incredible value and content that there is within Get Planty. So head to Get Planty Course to get that. So the way that the course is structured is there are 10 modules and within each module there are small lessons between 5 and 20 minutes depending on the lesson and each lesson is available in audio, video, and in text. There are a few exceptions to that but most of them are available in all three formats so that you can learn in the way that best suits you so that you can stop and start in a way that's really easy. Once you enroll in the course you'll have your own dashboard where you can log in and you'll have lifetime access to all of the content within Get Planty. But I really mean it when I say the doors to new students are going to close on December 8th at midnight. And then those doors will not reopen again until the spring of 2020. So if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, man, I really want to enroll in Get Plenty, but the doors have already closed, you can still head to getplentycourse.com to jump on the wait list. So that way when the doors open again in the spring of 2020, you'll be able to get right in the course and take advantage of all of this incredible Planty content. If you have any questions for me about Get Planty and whether or not it's going to be a really good fit for you or not, please, please, please find me on Instagram at Dusty Heggie or on the podcast Instagram at Grow Well Podcast and shoot me a DM or send me an email and ask me your questions because I only want you to enroll in Get Planty if it's going to be really beneficial for you because it is not beneficial for me if you enroll in a time in your life where you have too much going on, where you're not able to really invest in 20 to 30 minutes a day to really study and learn and grow your green thumb if it just adds a lot of pressure and stress to you. So I don't want you to add more stress. Instead, I want you to have fun because you don't need houseplants. I've said that again and again and again. Houseplants are for fun. So I really want to make this a fun and enjoyable and life-giving process for you. I want you to be able to enjoy the gift of houseplants for a lifetime. So if that sounds like your kind of thing and you're ready to grow that green thumb and you're ready to invest in both plant growth and personal growth, head to getplentycourse.com and you can enroll today. If you're still listening to this episode, thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Please do me a favor and hit subscribe. And if you can leave a review, those reviews mean the world to me. And I am so grateful for the incredible support of each and every one of you. Thank you for hanging out with me today. And I hope you have an incredible week of growing well. Well,